Oh. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Hillary. Uh, there's something about a business being family owned and fully geared toward the best interests of its customers that has always been incredibly important to Americans and may mean even more in the coming months. Um, it's true. Uh, the world of home loan options isn't always a friendly one and navigating it can be really tricky. Not everyone's always out to help you. Since June of 2001, American Financing has been dedicated to working uh, with you to help you get your finances where they need to be. They started in their home and they moved outward to yours. And they've been working for you, not just the bank, for a really long time now. We've been talking about them forever. I've done business with them. I've had mortgages with them. I've talked to them about refinancing. They're they're just a great company and they give you all the options that you need and they're they're salary based. They're not trying to, you know, get you into some loan that's not best for you. They just want to do uh, the best thing that they can for you and your family. Check them out. Uh, you really should get on top of this because we know where interest rates seem to be heading. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net, and it is Pat and Stu in for Glenn Beck today. He's on vacation. We'll be back soon. Radio show starts here in about five seconds. Sixth commission is blown things open. Wow. Finally. Yeah. Finally, now we're people. getting to the meat of the matter. You can't avoid it now. People. No. No. No, you can't. All you Trump supporters, <laughs> you're going to be sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we share with you the latest on what he was up to. Oh, man. That's coming up in uh, 60 seconds. Have you ever realized that during the summer, after the long days outside, you always feel and look more tired than you should? You know, you get the warm weather, the long days, you know, if you maybe get a little chlorine on your skin, hopefully, because that's nice. That's a nice part of summer, but it can make your skin look dehydrated. You can look a little extra tired. Even your eyes show it. That's why we always talk about classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. GenuCell knows that the area under your eyes needs a different kind of hydration than the rest of your skin, and it's why they've sold over a million products, and GenuCell, the original, Bags and Puffiness, still their top seller. Stop looking tired today and order GenuCell for Bags and Puffiness. You can save over 65% off retail, and with its immediate effects, you get results in 12 hours or your money back. Order the classic GenuCell today with their most popular package, and you can save over 65%. Uh, check it out, genucell.com slash Beck, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. You can enter the promo code Beck and save extra money at checkout. Now, every order includes Genucell's dark spot corrector for free, plus free shipping. They always hook you up at Genucell. It's genucell.com slash Beck, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck.
Well, Cassidy Hutchinson has finally blown this thing completely open. Uh, we were looking for the smoking gun in the January 6th situation that links Trump to the, all the madness. Well, we, we have it now. We have it. Did you see her testimony yesterday? I did see a bunch of the testimony, yes. Powerful. Now, she Powerful. Is, was the chief of staff for Mark Meadows. Yes. So in some, Who was the chief of staff for Donald Trump? Right. So uh, what does that make? I don't know how that works. Do you multiply them? Chief of staff <laughs> times chief of staff to get, find out what it is? Um, it is... Uh, the one thing you'd say about her, and, and I guess this is why they made such a big deal about the testimony yesterday, is that she's not an anti-Trump person. She mm-hmm. was there throughout. Uh, she you know, to the end was still chief of staff for Mark Meadows, right? And Mark Meadows was the chief of staff for the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. So this is not someone like, you know, it's not like, I don't know who's the right example, but there's, you know, there's been so many players in this at this point, but not someone who was highly skeptical of Trump the whole time and is now saying bad things about them now that they don't have a job anymore. She was there the whole time and, and was working closely with the president, had access to a lot of the internal conversations. So I guess that's why she was a big deal yesterday. Yeah. Here's what she had to say about uh, Donald Trump being pissed off that they weren't taking him back. He wanted to go to the Capitol building. I want to go to the Capitol building, be with my people. Here's what she said. Related to him, we're not. We don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. Mm-hmm. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Right. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Yeah, his clavicles. He almost grabbed his clavicles. He's going to break his collarbones. Now that, That's what Trump was going to do. He's apparently very proficient at breaking people's collarbones. He can do that with, he just snap them in half with his hand. And it's important to know because, you know, look, our education system is not what it once was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Constitution explicitly bans the president from touching clavicles. Yeah. That is part, that's in the, cla- the clavicle clause. Trump ignored it. Yeah, the clavicle cause. Uh-huh. Uh, clavicle clause. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to say. Uh-huh. But that does exist. Well, if, you're, if you're Tom Brokaw, you can't the say clavicle cause. <laughs> it's a clavicle cause. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, so mm. the idea that, okay, the, the speech is at over. Okay. President Trump mm-hmm. wants to go to the Capitol. They're driving him back to the White House. And look, it's a long walk. He's not going to make that walk. So no. he wants to be in the car. Yeah. And, uh, he, and they say no. They say no. The Secret Service says no. Now, so keep in mind, he's in the beast, the yeah. presidential limousine. Yeah. He's in the back of the limousine. He doesn't ever ride shotgun that I know of. <laughs> right. Even no. when he calls it, he still doesn't get to Even do it. Well, if he calls it first. No, they still don't let him do wow. it. Wow. So he's in the back. I guess he jumps through the partition, <laughs> grabs the steering wheel with his right hand, and with his left, he's got the clavicles of the Secret Service agent who's driving in his hand. 
and he's about to snap his collarbones. That, that it's, it's frightening. Was one of the first things I How thought about. How agile he is. Uh, that it didn't seem just in that vehicle that that would be possible. It doesn't seem possible. That's right? the thing. Yeah. And, you know, the Secret Service has already volunteered to testify uh, on, you know, uh, under oath that that did not happen. Right. So this that's the biggest part of this, right? Yeah. It did not happen. If this was the biggest story in the world from her, um, uh, it, it, you would want to find out from the Secret Service agent if it was true or not. Right. And, you know, Secret Service agents... Before not- you started reporting it as if it's gospel truth. Right. Okay, well, this person heard it from some other person. It's absolutely true. Right. And so you'd want to get that confirmation. Now, Secret Service yeah. agents are not necessarily known for volunteering information. The fact that right. they immediately came out and said, wait a minute, this didn't happen, is yep. incredible. Without I mean, hesitation. It, it dissolves the entire story immediately. Mm-hmm. Right? Does. That's how bad, like, literally the whole story falls apart within an hour. Now, that doesn't mean that she lied, because if you, I think the most important part of what you just heard was that she said, Tony said... Mm-hmm. As he recounted, it is, she's told you, it is secondhand information. It's not like she's riding shotgun in the limo. Right. And sees this occur. She's not there. No, she didn't see this. She right. didn't witness it. She's saying she talked to the Secret Service agent yeah. who then told the story. Now, it's not impossible that something happened, uh, some sort of, you know, he maybe, I would totally believe that Donald Trump yelled at uh, the Secret Service agent in that moment. Maybe he was very emotional in that moment. Mm-hmm. Very possible. And maybe he inflated the story to her. I mean, it's not, a, that's not a crazy maybe. telling of this. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is you follow up with the people involved and uh, the Secret Service agent, if he really had his clavicle attacked here, Pat, would probably be very willing to tell the story yeah. if asked. Um, and it, he immediately came out instead and said the exact opposite, that it was not true. So that part, which is the the biggest headline from the January 6th hearings in a surprise this moment a with, a, with an unknown witness, bombshell, every mm-hmm. media headline you will read will tell you it was a bombshell. And that has already been opposed debunked. by the person who supposedly told the story. Already debunked. And not a political figure. Like, if it was, a, let's say it was Mark Meadows saying this, you might say, well, mm-hmm. Meadows is covering for Trump. The Secret Service is not doing that. That's right. not what they do. Yeah, right. That's not that's not their job. They, not, their job is not to cover for the president in testimony. You almost never hear of Secret Service agents, even after they've long retired, t- saying anything about their service with the president. Right. They almost never do that. No. You don't, you don't hear about it at all yeah. afterward. I mean, we, we've talked to Secret Service agents who are friendlier to our cause than the, the cause on the left. We've talked to several of them over the years. People who worked for President Obama. For example, Dan Bongino, for instance. Well, Dan Bongino's talked about it publicly. Yeah, he's talked about it, yeah. Um, but he, but he, uh, even, even he, he doesn't relate specifics. No, about he's very that limited on what he would tell you. And yeah. and we talked to others who won't say <laughs> one word on the air about right. what they witnessed in mm-hmm. in the White House because they see it as part of their job to never talk about those things. And I think you know, watching this, I think we had a different perspective, Pat, than a lot of America, in that. We've dealt with 
with high level security people um, mm-hmm. because Glenn always has them around. I mean, you know, yeah. Glenn has had all sorts of threats on his life over the years. And so we've, we, we talked to these guys. We know these guys. We talked to them off camera, off the air, and they still won't tell people we've known for years yep. will not give us names of celebrities they've protected because they, they guard that so closely. They don't even say who they've guarded. Yeah. Uh, let alone tell you specific stories about guarding right, them. Right. Yeah. Because that's, you know, they see that as like their oath. Yeah. And it's certainly the Secret Service agencies that it's probably even a higher level and that it's, you know, it's it really is an oath, mm-hmm. um, not just a job responsibility. So uh, it, it, seeing that and then I thought another part of this, Pat, w- was interesting from maybe our perspective more than, you know, the the. A person who is in a you know a normal job, not working with a person that has fifteen active threats against him all the time. Mm-hmm. The the actions of Donald Trump, if true, not not the clavicle part because we know the clavicle clause, of course, uh, <laughs> bars that behavior. But I'm saying like the the behavior of I want to go with my people into a dangerous situation that my security people are saying no. I totally believe that's true. I totally believe Donald Trump wanted to go down and be with his people at the Capitol. That wouldn't surprise me at all. It would would not surprise me at all because we've seen Glenn try to do the same crap a hundred times. And like, it is really frustrating for the security people because they're like, we can't secure you there. It's not that you don't trust the people who are in the crowd, but all it takes is one. Right. You know, all it takes is one Hinckley to be in a crowd and we've got a national tragedy on our hands. Yeah. And you don't know if, if... even if 95% of those people are perfectly fine, there could always be a psychotic person in there doing something crazy. So the Secret Service mm-hmm. and and any good security team is going to say, dude, no, you can't go down there. We can't I can't bring you down there. We are not ready for it. We're not prepared for it. We can't just you can't just spring this on us right now. Uh, we you, we cannot bring you down there. We need to bring you to the West Wing. That is totally believable to me and probably true. But the way the media is presenting that information is Donald Trump wanted to uh, uh, join the coup. Donald Trump wanted to go down there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be there to overthrow the process. Now, so stupid. Come on. So that stupid. is total spin. He yeah. wanted to be with his people. He wanted to show that he wasn't going to just go hide in the White House when he was asking them to go down there and, and walk down to the Capitol and not mm-hmm. riot, but protest. Mm hmm. Totally believable. The idea that he, that Donald Trump, who's, look, take all the other stuff out of it. Donald Trump's a pretty coddled guy. He's lived as a billionaire for how long? Do you think he wants to be in the middle of a brawl inside the Capitol? No. Do you think he wants to be in the middle of a group of people putting flagpoles through windows of the Capitol? Do you think he wants to be in the middle of people? Do you think he wants to be in the middle of a pepper spray incident? The guy lives in a gold palace. He does not want to be in the middle of that. No. If you thought he had the worst intentions, the way Donald Trump would handle that situation is being somewhere safe, directing it from a distance. He does not Mm -hmm. want to be in the middle of that. That's not who the guy is. Yeah. Uh, And even if, you know, even if the really ridiculous story of him grabbing the wheel and trying to... And trying to drive, forcibly drive the beast back to the Capitol <laughs> building. Even if it was true. What does that prove anyway? 
That just proved he wanted to be there. He wanted there. to go there. He wanted to go there. So right. what? Now, it would doesn't br- mean he was overthrowing the government. The clavicle thing would be bothersome. If he's a- if he was actually putting his <laughs> hands would. on a clavicle. It, it would. Uh, that, I mean, look. Especially thinking he's going to be able to over- do something to over, a secret service overtake agent. a secret service agent. Look, uh, that's not smart. Trump's a big guy, uh, uh, but I don't think no. he's winning against a secret service agent. Uh, you know, uh, that's just <laughs> not the profile of Donald Trump, right? <laughs> I know he has the perfect health, as we learned from his doctor yeah he does but i don't think that that would happen and you know that has been let's take a quick break and and come back on the other side Mm -hmm. because uh, in 60 seconds because they have there was one other major claim from this hearing yesterday yeah and And this one's gonna hit you hard shocking this one's gonna hit you hard back in 60 seconds uh we just talked about one glenn back who is uh he's out right now i don't know what he's doing uh i believe i'm supposed to tell you he's having some maybe a transition surgery which is basically what he does every time i go on vacation Mm -hmm. uh but i i will say he's just on vacation this time um and but he is uh realestateagentsitrust.com his company is still in effect they're still working luckily glenn doesn't i mean glenn came up with this idea for realestateagentsitrust.com. He's not actually checking each individual real estate agent. Oh, which, I thought he was. Which is good no? for you as mm. a person who needs a good real estate agent. You want mm. the professionals to do that work and not him. <laughs> <laughs> who knows who he would pick. But these are people mm. who, generally speaking, are uh, you know fans of the show, who relate to your values, but all of them are the best real estate agents in their area. These are people who have, uh, who their word is their bond. These are people who get the best deal for you for uh, whether you're buying or selling a home. They go both sides of this. And if you happen to be someone who, and we hear this from people all the time, hey, I was in California and I've been living there my whole life and then COVID hit and now I'm getting out of here. If that's you, this is a big move. You want to have someone in the new community you're working, you're moving to that that you can trust because you don't have any connections maybe in this new, in this new state. Uh, come join us here. We would love to have you in Texas, first of all. And when you do, uh, if it's Texas, if it's Florida, wherever it is, Nashville, uh, wherever wherever it is, you can get the best agent in your area at realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Yeah, the gun thing. So Pat just reminded me that there's, yeah, there's actually a couple, a couple big. Yeah. Uh, maybe we get to go through these uh, this this uh, this uh, hour because yeah, these I'm are... not sure if this is enough time in this segment. I, th- I think we're gonna have to stretch it out a little bit. Really, there's <laughs> there were the too many bombshells yesterday. Let me give you one quick one, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Okay, and just a, ma- a typical misunderstanding of American culture, mm-hmm. right, from the media. Uh, the the headline of part of Cassidy's testimony yesterday. This is the Mark Meadows chief of staff. She said that Donald Trump wanted people, they wanted, he wanted to take the magnetometers out and he wanted the people who were outside of the rally area to be allowed in even though he was told they were armed. And then he wanted to march with them to the Capitol. So the way that's been summarized by the media is Donald Trump wanted to march with armed men to the Capitol. That is how they're literally, literally summarizing this entire story. Yeah. Now, when you listen to what even she said about Trump, what he said, what, first of all, I want these people to be allowed in because the, my area of crowd is not filled up and it looks like it's empty. That was his big complaint. Now, we've only heard Donald Trump complain about that 
every single time <laughs> it's happened throughout <laughs> his entire life, right? Like we yeah. all know that Donald Trump likes full crowds. Even sometimes when they're not full, he says they're full, right? Like this is really important to Donald Trump as we all understand. So the fact that he would want more people allowed into that area is totally believable, right? He probably did. And when they said, sir, these people are armed, he he said, they're not here to harm me. And he wanted them to come in. Now, what I read this as totally is a complete media misunderstanding of of the Second Amendment and guns. They think what they, they were see armed is, yeah. to kill people. Yeah. When they see a gun, they say the mm-hmm. only reason they could be there is because they want to kill people. No. That is not why people have guns, right? I mm-hmm. carry a gun sometimes, and when I have it, I don't want to kill anyone. I hope I never have to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing, I'm sure, is, is happening here. I, we have had people, we've had people who are armed around us many, many, many times that are listeners of this show, and we believe that gun owners are not psychopaths. So we don't think that violence is about to break out because they're armed. And they they are making such a big, big deal of some of these people being at the Capitol building when the riot occurred, and some of them were armed. Well, yeah. Did they use it? Did they use their guns? Yeah. Not one person except the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt. Mm -hmm. Nobody else used Used a gun. gun. Right. That's true. And uh, that, you know, look, I again can understand why the Secret Service would say no to this request. Mm -hmm. I understand, you know, because you don't know if one of those people is a psycho that's going to take a shot at the president. However, I also understand President Trump saying, like, look, these are my people. They're not going to try to take a shot at me. I, I want them in here. I want them to be part of this. Again, this is be, it's so easy to uh, to apply our current understanding of what happened on January 6th to the moments before the riot broke out. It's easy to apply that now because you're like, wait a minute, uh, armed people marching to the Capitol, riot. He wanted to be there. I mean, he wanted to be in the middle of a riot. Like, come on, guys. You think Donald Trump wanted to be in the middle of a riot? Uh, the, no. Th- that is not who, he's not who he is. He wanted to be down there. To support his people, to be able to maybe make another speech, to be able to show that he was with the people, people who were going to be responsible for his political future, his business future. He didn't want to be hiding in the White House. He wanted to say, I'm down there. This is before the riot breaks out. And the fact that he's saying he's not scared of guns is because he's a believer in the Second Amendment. And he's not scared of guns. I understand you and the media are scared of guns. So you mm-hmm. see guns and you're like, oh my gosh, he wanted to an armed revolt at the Capitol. I don't think there's any evidence from this testimony at all, even her accusations, that back that up. I don't think there's any accusations there that, that say anything other than Donald Trump realizes his, his people are supporters of the Second Amendment, so some of them would have guns naturally and he wasn't scared of them. That's all. There's more... We'll see what you have to say about it when it play it for you, Mr. Apologist. Oh, my God. Well, there yeah. you go. Back program. <laughs> you know, the uh, sooner you switch to Patriot Mobile, the sooner you can start paying less. And I mean way less. Uh, less than you're paying now with your major mobile company. There's no reason to pay at the nose. And you know how we're always talking about how major mobile companies donate a portion of your bill to leftist causes. Well, Patriot Mobile doesn't do that at all. In fact, they do the opposite. They, can, they donate to conservative causes. Wouldn't you rather get behind something like that? You think about all the efforts that came to overturning Roe versus Wade. I mean, that's 
five decades of activists staying with a cause the entire time. Patriot Mobile has been highly involved in that. They believe in your rights and the things that you believe in as well. They, they, they support your values and why not support a company like that? If you're paying too much for cell phone service, make the important switch over to Patriot Mobile today. They have 100% US-based customer support and they give amazing personal service. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans and first responders save even more so you can make the switch today between the left, the media, and the rhinos. We need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT for Patriot Mobile. Don't forget to use promo code Glenn for $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. All right, uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. We've been uh, showing you some of the bombshell evidence that came out yesterday from the J6 committee. I like how you said that, Pat, J6. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. January. It's, uh, it's not important enough. It's like Fast and mm-hmm. Furious 5, it just became F5. <laughs> F5. You know what I mean? F9. That, it's, that, it's as, uh-huh. This is as important to this country's future as Fast and Furious 5, and I do not say that lightly. <laughs> Well, it's almost, almost as important to the country as F5. All right, you're right. I almost, mean, it's not, look, not quite. It's not I mean, as important now. as Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. <laughs> no. Now, now that's obviously more important to the country, but <laughs> F5, I think there's an equivalent yeah. equivalency there that, that uh, I think works pretty well. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who is the chief of staff for the chief of staff, uh, and she had some... Uh, incredible things to say yesterday. One of them that uh, Donald Trump leapt from the back seat of his limousine to the front seat and tried to grab the steering wheel yeah. and the clavicle of the Secret Service agent at the same time. One of the things I thought was most interesting about that part of her testimony was how she said it happened Matrix style and he paused in midair as he was going <laughs> through the partition. Yeah. And he was able to do both of yeah. them like yeah, Neo. Yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting. That 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 part of it was unexpected. But again, it was secondhand information. Uh, so we don't know for we sure. We don't know for sure. <laughs> it's a, uh, Right. So, but uh, she had more. She had more. She did. Yeah. She had a lot. I mean, she was up there for a while. And if this doesn't finally get you to understand uh, what this president was doing that day, I don't know what will. Uh, Here's what she had to say. The physical altercation that Ms. Hutchinson described in the presidential vehicle was not the first time that the president had become very angry about issues relating to the election. On December 1, 2020, Attorney General Barr said in an interview that the Department of Justice had not found evidence of widespread election fraud sufficient to change the outcome of the election. Ms. Hutchinson, how did the President react to hearing that news? Around the time that I understand the AP article went live, I remember hearing noise coming from down the hallway, so I poked my head out of the office, and I saw the valet walking towards our office. He had said, get the chief down to the dining room. The president wants him. So Mark went down to the dining room and came back to the office a few minutes later. After Mark had returned, I left the office and went down to the dining room, 
and I noticed that the door was propped open and the valet was inside the dining room changing the tablecloth off of the dining room table. He motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. What? The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview. Oh no. And had thrown his lunch against the wall. <gasps> oh, um, what? Which was causing no. them to have to clean up. So I, I grabbed a towel and started wiping the ketchup off of the wall to help the valet out. Ketchup. Um, and he said something to the effect of, no, he's really ticked off about this. Don't say that. I, don't say I would that. stay clear of him. <clears throat> For right now he, he's really really ticked off about this right now yeah wow. wow 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 he was in a complete rage to the point where he threw his lunch against the wall and ketchup was dripping down it as a result do we know it wasn't blood pat do we know he hadn't I, murdered someone and then throw i don't know that we do frankly i don't know that we, we don't do. know was it brain matter and blood we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. All we know is don't there was know. red stuff falling down a wall. Uh, like, okay. Uh, could me, you believe that he threw... I, I can totally believe totally that. Totally believe it. Right? That like, he threw something against the wall? Look, he's... So what? What is the... Yes, I, I don't even know what to say about... What is the accusation here? He got pissed off once in a bad moment for him? Yeah, so right? what? Like, it was probably the one of the most significant mm. moments... In his fight to uh, to win the election, mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. Barr had been a very, very loyal def not I'm gonna say loyal defender because I think that undercuts Barr. I, I think that like he wasn't like a mindless defender. He was a credible defender though of mm -hmm. Trump throughout the impeachment and, and many other mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. when things could have gone awry for the administration. Barr was one of the was one of the strongest voices for Trump for several years. Because he actually had some credibility. He didn't come at this, at, he didn't sound like, you know, uh, some partisan supporter of Trump. He was very right. well-reasoned and calm. And that's why, uh, you mm -hmm. know, for most of the Trump administration, Trump uh, fans loved the guy. I mean, he was really, he did a good job uh, uh, defending Trump. He disagreed with him on what happened, obviously, after the election. And when he came out and said it publicly, it put... That effort to uh, try to win the election at in real peril. I mean, it was probably it was one of the the toughest moments I think in that effort for the president. So the fact that he was pissed off about that does not surprise me at all, right? Like, and the fact that it pro may have pissed him off enough to throw a hamburger against the wall isn't exactly shocking to me. Not me either. I, no, I, I don't. I, what is the accusation here that he's like so out of control with anger that he can't he couldn't be trusted in those moments? I mean, I, I think if you go back, certainly you'd find that type of behavior from Nixon. Oh, you fi find that type LBJ. of behavior from LBJ completely. Clinton, probably Bill Clinton, probably I, Clinton. Uh, I mean, I, I think there is a uh, this is these are big moments. These are historic moments, you know, mm -hmm. at, at that point. He's seeing someone who's generally speaking been on his side say something he didn't like that that put one of his biggest efforts in peril. Take it out of the idea of whether you think his his efforts uh, to win that election were right or wrong. He wanted to win it. He believed he was uh, correct in what uh, in what he was saying, and he did not want 
someone undercutting him. Right. Now, look, I think mm-hmm. it's Barr's responsibility for him to say what he believed was true. Mm-hmm. And so you can be critical of Barr on that or not. Uh, if you believe that Barr was wrong, you probably don't like it. But the bottom line was both of these guys should probably be saying what they believe is true. And, you know, did it piss off Trump in that moment? I'm sure it did. I'm sure it, it did. would not surprise me at all. Yeah. But uh, what, is, what is the point of that? That has nothing to do with January 6th. I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's just an anecdote that makes him look bad. It makes him look angry. makes him look out of control. Like nobody's had an angry moment? Yeah, we've all had angry moments. I don't know if I've ever thrown a hamburger at the wall. No, you don't want to lose the hamburger. I tossed a spatula once across a room. Pat. Yeah. Yeah. This is not secondhand information. You're telling me this actually happened? From the source. Uh, Yes, I'm the one who did it. And I'm the one relating the... The story. Now. That is wow. Yeah. I, I can't believe I you said that on national radio. <laughs> and it's, I was probably in my early twenties, <gasps> and I threw a spatula uh, from the dining room to the kitchen. I don't feel safe being in this room with you right now. The ang- the oh, yeah. overwhelming anger. You can I will blow your say top I have time. mellowed a little bit with age, mm. and I haven't thrown spatulas since. But uh, yeah, there was a time wow. when I threw a spatula. Yeah, you know, I think we've all had moments where we lose it, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. would you be at all surprised if the president lost it in that moment? No. I'd be surprised I, if he didn't, frankly. Yeah. I would. Because I, I mean, that is something that meant a lot to him. Say what you will about whether or not you think the election right. was fraudulent. He believed it was. He yeah. thought he won. And frankly, I can't believe this buffoon beat him. <laughs> I can't believe it. And it's still really hard to believe he got 81 million votes. That's really hard to believe and look a big part of the january 6 hearings have been trying to convince you that someone close to donald trump told him that he didn't win well yeah they did you know bill barr wrote a whole book about it right right like like, this is not a surprise it's not been a secret from him a lot of people around him did not believe mm -hmm. in what he was doing which is you know look you can i think you can be critical if you don't believe that the election was stolen and say hey he should have believed these credible people instead of people like Sidney powell right like i I think totally that's a totally legitimate piece of criticism Mm -hmm. and part of what trump uh tends to do as we've seen this over over the years is to find the people who agree with him and go to them more often right like he find like that and that's not you could say that's not a good trait but you cannot say it is a like that he knew, look, he knew he lost and he was going to overthrow the government. Like that is not what, that's not what we know about Donald Trump. That's not who we've seen mm-hmm. in multiple decades of public life. You know, did he go, did he lean toward people like Rudy Giuliani who were supporting his theories? I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. When people told him, no, sir, you lost, he didn't like them as much. That is, that's kind of how Donald Trump acts. I mean, we've heard that mm-hmm. from Bill O'Reilly, who's, Tight with with Donald Trump and who who was I mean, just went on tour with the guy. You know, I mean, they. they, Right. Yeah. You know, when when I asked him, I said, like, well, what, you know, talking to Bill O'Reilly, I said, Bill, what what was happening in this moment? You know, what? Why? Why didn't he react as quickly as a lot of a lot of people thought he should on January 6th when the riots going on? Why isn't he tweeting stuff like get the hell out of that building? Right. I, I think. We all know enough about Donald Trump to know that he loves the country yeah. and does not want the cap- the Capitol ransacked. Mm-hmm. And 
now I know people on the left would disagree with that, but I think most people would understand that like while you might not disagree, you might not agree with everything that Trump says, you know the guy loves the country and there's no he would not this was not his plan. He was not trying to ransack the Capitol. But even if you think uh, it, it was, I asked Bill. I said, well, why didn't he respond quickly? Why didn't he come out with that that tweet? That I think every that people like Sean Hannity and and Mark Meadows and Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump were texting and saying, please make him make this statement. Why did he take so long? And Bill said he didn't know what to do. These were his people. He knew it was wrong, but he didn't want to sit up, come out here and go after his people. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. You Mm. can still be critical of that. You could say, well, he should have known what to do. Yes. But the bottom line was it's very consistent with who we see Trump as. He's loyal to the people who are close to him, who have supported him. Mm -hmm. And when they stop supporting him, he's not so loyal to them. Like, like, that's just kind of who Donald Trump is. And Mm -hmm. it's something that we all know about him. He really believed he this you know he won this election and he was going to do whatever he could uh to try to to right that wrong and uh, look after december 14th there is nothing in the constitution that allows for this i mean mm-hmm. safe harbor day is a thing and once you pass it mm-hmm. there's really nothing to do legally but you know he even if it was looking toward the future he wanted to make sure that he he got that that truth out there that he won in his eyes. So it's not surprising at all that if Bill Barr said you didn't win, he just didn't believe him. And he, he threw he a didn't hamburger. Agree. And he threw a freaking hamburger. That's not this is not this is not I don't think it's national news that the yeah. president got no. angry and threw a hamburger. It is not. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K or the back program. Uh, so obviously now we now know that pat i i hate to 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 scare the audience here Mm -hmm. but i believe the january 6th hearings will result in the president donald trump Mm -hmm. needing to leave office oh no yeah i don't think he's going to remain in office right now (laughs) wow and i think he's going to have to that's quite a statement i think for the next two years he's Mm -hmm. not going to be in the white house at all completely barred from the white house i think he's not going to be well he's not going to be president he might visit he may take a tour okay you know yeah but he won't be he won't be the guy in charge i think for a good two years plus Uh and i hate look i think these these hearings have been because i wish he was i wish he was in charge (laughs) no kidding (laughs) but right now yeah yeah. Uh, Uh but uh i think they're that impactful i think they may result in the exact situation we're currently in (laughs) And that is uh, it seems not a good be, one. What they're trying to do is preclude him from holding office again. I think you're right. That seems to be the point to me that, okay, this is a really bad guy. This is a guy who throws hamburgers against the wall <laughs> and ketchup drips down the wall. I mean, just as a person who might love hamburgers, you may have a problem with that, right? Like, don't yeah. waste. Hey, don't disrespect. Don't you dare. No. Uh, I, I do think that's what they're trying to do. Look, they they see this. There's two things I think they're trying to do here. One is to make sure Trump does not come back, does not become the candidate. There's rumors he may announce he's going to run for president, like, 
within the next few weeks. Yeah, soon. I don't I don't believe that. I don't know. I guess the fundraising... I think he waits till next year. Yeah, the fundraising thing, maybe you could see that as the advantage, but it would seem almost like a... I, a, a sign that he's scared of DeSantis, I think, if he did this now. I mean, mm-hmm. DeSantis still has a gov- uh, gubernatorial election coming up. He obviously isn't going to announce now. And it would almost seem like he's trying to get out ahead of of, of DeSantis. And I don't think Trump mm-hmm. feels the need to do that. I think he's going to announce when he feels like announcing. And maybe, yeah. maybe it'll be soon. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. That's totally a guess. But, you know, you, you look at this uh, situation and he's they're trying to get him so he is injured right politically and mm-hmm. cannot run for office maybe even uh something like more than that but i think also it's it's their attempt to distract from all the bad things that are happening under biden right now they're, they're going to lose this this midterm election in a landslide and they're mm-hmm. looking for anything else to to dig their claws into we talked about it yesterday with the abortion ruling and this is the same thing the, yep. they're looking for something to distract people from the fact that their life kind of sucks right now you know, and that's, uh, that, I don't think it's going to work, but you, you know they have to try something here. Yep. And they're pulling out all the stops. I mean, Cassidy Hutchinson, with her testimony yesterday, powerful, <laughs> powerful stuff. This is the Glenn Beck Program.